Ghostman, hi host here. Night, night. Big marshmallow creations lay scattered on about inside the shop. Some propped against the walls, others lying flat. Some exposed, others adorned in natural cottons and deep satins. Faye could imagine how comfy they would be to lie on. Unlike her own mattress, she rubbed her back. How it had happened, how the mattress had ended up in such a state, was all quite bizarre, really. On Sunday night, she had gone to bed. Everything had been been fine. But if somewhere between Monday morning and Monday night, that had all changed. Suddenly her bed springs were poking, full of sateen fabric, biting, tender skin, bruising. She called to Neil. He came upstairs to take a look. He scratched his head in bewilderment, eventually offering to sleep on the crouch if she wanted to use his side of bed instead. But she soon discovered that this side of be- his side was no better than hers. In the end, she slept on the couch, and Neil had to make do with the floor. The sleeping arrangement said we wouldn't do for another night. They needed a night mattress, new mattress as a matter of urgency. In recent weeks, on the way to or from work every day, each day, Faye had noticed a new bed and mattress store called Steeprite, which was located down a side street not far from where she and Neil lived, hoping to be able to buy a, a new mattress, buy a mattress. And having delivered the very same evening, she dropped by on her way home. Chimes above the door. Ting a tinged, a soft dream catcher sound. When she entered, the panpipe music played with speakers somewhere above. There was a sweet and pleasant smell, like butterbird cake hanging in the air. Faye pressed against the mattress on her right to test its spring ability. At the same time, caught the eye of the shop assistant. Evening, the shop assistant said, flashing a smile, making her way over. Her, her way over. The other woman's gait was slow and goose-like. Faye thought she looked to be in her late fifties, had a slender face, large pink lips, small dark eyes, and almost and through below her arms and midriff for slender. She had the biggest hips Faye had ever seen. Already tight-fitted pencil skirt was pulled taut at the seams and looked fit to bust. Evening, Faye, said, returning the smile. How may I help you today? A badge affixed at the shop's assistant's blouse suggested her name was Maggie. And at close proximity, Faye Villiers was Maggie, who smelt of almond paste. I'd like to buy a matches, please. Well, you've certainly come to the right place, Maggie's words. Or croaky, but not all dry in their context. Was there anything in particular you had in mind? Orthopedic, memory, l- foam, luxury, budget? To be honest, I'm not fuzzy, Faye said. I mean, if there's anything I would have delivered this evening, that would be super. Maggie smiled. Her teeth small and pointy or large, bombous gums. Absolutely. I reckon I'll be able to slot you in. We have got most matches in stock out back. All ready to be ship out. Do you live locally? Faye confirmed that she did, and went to choose a white memory foam mattress with champagne piping. She paid by credit card and gave Maggie her address. Maggie advised that Gordon, the delivery driver, would have the matches out by no later than 7pm. Faye said that was perfect and left, already looking forward to bedtime. After a couple of days, they passed. 
She and Neil woke one morning with small itchy lumps. Her rashes were confined to their ankles and liberated at first. And after a few more days passed, the sores were spread to their midriff's backs, arms and legs. Right, that's it, face said at the breakfast table one morning, rubbing her angry red welt beneath her ribcage. I'm going back to sleep right to make a complaint. It won't be coincidence that we've both broken out of sores since we got the new mattress. Yes, maybe it's all the allergens and the fibres, Neil suggested. Faye nodded and scratched her back. When she's finished work later today, she called to the bread shop and planned. Inside the showroom, showroom, the air smelled of almonds again. She looked around to see if she could see Maggie. It, as it happened, an almost bottom was sticking up from behind the bread display. Recognising at once, Faye marched over. Good afternoon. May stood... Maggie stood up, right straight, red in the face, while fiddling up with the folds of a valance sheet, her eyes fidgety, and quick like a fly. Oh, afternoon, madam. How may I help you today? You may must remember that I brought you a mattress here almost a week ago. Ah, yes, of course. Well, the thing is, my husband and I have covered in some sort of itchy rash. And Maggie looked vague, so vague. Pitch up our blouse. We have some angry red marks on our body. Dear me, that's not a good one at all, is it? it? M- Maggie grasped. Well, it's not. No, no, it's not, is it? It's not, Faye agreed. I must apologise wholeheartedly. I've never known anything like it. How about we send her out a replacement? You choose a different brand, if you prefer. I'm sure it gets to you by this evening, if that would be convenient. Yes, absolutely. That'd be very kind, Faye nodded her approval. Relented that Maggie had been so accommodating, relieved that Maggie had been so accommodating. She was mousy about the showroom again, and chose a similar match as the last one, only this time she opted for the clearly stated allergen free, a list of certifications. It would have cost an extra fifty pounds, but Maggie said that she would waive the charge. And so Faye took her new delivery note and left the shop again feeling pleased with herself. As she got into the car, thinking how happy Neil would be with a new bargain mattress, she looked up and saw a big sign in the right window, closing down, damn. Spray had been so picked up, guys, when she arrived, she hadn't noticed the sign on the way in. Biting lips, she thrummed her fingers on the steering wheel for a while, thinking. The bed shop was an independently run business. It was closing down. Where would she go if she spit any problems with a new mattress? She couldn't afford to lose the money. She already forked out. After a few minutes of initial eternal debate, she stepped out the car again and headed back to the shop. Having made the decision to cancel the second order and ask for the money back, but when she tried pushing the door inwards, she found it was closed. A sign behind the glass stated the opening times between 9 and 5.30. Faye checked her wedge watch. 5.33. Damn. She hoped to get everything sorted before the mattress was attached, because if she didn't want to have to deal with a grumpy delivery man, she had no choice but to refuse the over there. Surely Maggie wouldn't couldn't have left the premises already, no. But if the delivery driver must be around somewhere, Faye reckons she could at least try explaining the situation to him. Pause. He loaded up with a brisk face. She headed round to the back of the shop. And saw a steep right van parked up, pew, crossing the musk covered yard. Faye noticed several empty beer cans lying about the place, and three mouldy mattresses popped against the wall. 
she found the sloppiness of it all, and immediately reassured. She was indeed making a right decision to cancel her order. At the back door, she raised her hand to knock, but heard a strange, strangulated noise coming from wind. Leaning slightly to the left, she peered through a small, dark street window, expecting to see Maggie lugging her mattress, or heaving a heavy bedstead across the stock room. But she actually saw was Maggie squatting over a mattress, panting profusely with her skirt, pulled up around her waist. The older woman's forehead was beaded with sweat. Her hair was damp, clinging to her face, unprepared for the sight. Faye clamped her hand over her mouth and watched in horror as globules of pulsating, creamy white rice-shaped things fell from Maggie's bottom onto the mattress. Keeping her hand firmly in place, Faye wrenched and watched as the livery driver, tall man called Gordon, in green overs, stepped into the stockroom. How is it going, Mags? he asked. He looked like a giant green fly, Faye thought. Faye thought, his limbs all spindly and his eyes small and black. Maggie straightened up and pulled her skirt back down to about her hips. She wiped the back of her hand across her forehead. This one's about to go. Where did it go? I haven't... I isn't laid as many this time. I think I overdid it last time. Surely not. The customer came back not, sent, not long since, complaining that she and her husband are covered in rashes. This one needs to go out as a replacement. Faye's eyes widened even further, and she fought harder to keep her suggested lunch down. Demi suggested lunch down. What the hell was she witnessing? She forced herself to stay by the window to listen what else Maggie had to say. I must admit, I didn't think that I laid too many days last time. Maggie went on. I swear I was being of getting more and more aggressive, Gordon. We had a lot more complaints this time around. I mean, we've been not been here six months and already we need to move on. A delivery driver shook his head. Maybe they're mutating like we did. We didn't maintain, Gordon. It was an accident. Besides, we've been spawning for years, and nothing this bad ever happened before. I'm telling you, something is changing. I can feel it inside of me, clawing and pinching. I swear they're getting more and more brutal. One customer came in and said her skin was battling down to the bone to her ankle. I had her father off. She told me she was going to take leukocytes. So we really need to shut up shop in the next couple of days. The delivery driver nodded. Yeah, we will. We'll take all the money and run. Perhaps to go continental for a while. France has always... France does do... Could do with some more bedbugs. I'm not sure I can do this anymore. I'm scared, Gordon. Why? What for? What if one of these days they eat me from inside out? Nonsense. How the hell for they could do that? They, they haven't hatched when they're inside you. Maggie said it's hysterical now. Aren't you listening to me? They're changing. I can feel them. Don't be ridiculous. Not, that's not even... You don't know what it's like. Gordon's face reddened. His thin lips became tight. Well, what do you suggest we do, Maggie? Margaret? Maggie looked down at the feet. I don't know. I just want to be normal again. Well, that's not going to happen, is it? I thought you loved me. I thought you said that we could do this together. I do, said... And we do, did. Maggie looked at him in the eye, her entire demeanor dejected. She nodded. It's okay. It'd be okay, Goldie. I'm just scared at all. Gordon moved over and kissed her at the top of her head. Don't be daft, dumpling. 
I'm here for you now, aren't I? Now chin up, that's a good girl. Give me a hand with this mattress. I'll get it moved out. Maggie nodded her gl- small black glassy-like buttons. All right. Tell you what, Gordon said, putting his hand beneath one of the ends of the mattress. Jeez, I'll try and get the other four delivered out this evening. Huh? Then we'll be head off tonight. We'll go wherever you like. You can choose this time. She smiled thinly. Sure, Goldie, whatever you say. Faye turned away from the window, and this time couldn't hold back. She spattered the door step with a rash and sour noise that burnt the back of her nose. For a while she hadn't, couldn't move, frozen on the spot by her fear and disbelief. Her skin felt like it was crawling, a million microscopic bugs scuttling around on the underside of her epidemis. The rashes of her body felt suddenly itchier. She wanted to go home and jump into a bath of neat bleach to scrub the first layers of skin entirely. She wanted to rip off the bedding and throw it in the bed. She wanted to take the mattress and the mattress. She needed to get home to stop the immediate delivery of the second one. No way would she accept it into the house. Didn't even want to speak to the delivery driver. She would pretend she wasn't home, hide behind the curtains till he left. The hell the money she'd lose. Once he left, she'll get Neil to help her lift the other matches into the garden. They'll burn it. She had no had no idea what to do to tell Neil, though. She, how is she explaining the situation? He'd never believe it. If, he to, if she told him that the owners of the bed shop were homeless bed bugs, in fact, quite talk like that would get her sectioned. She arrived home as she went inside and stood quietly in the hallway of her mom contemplating. And that's when she heard Neil's voice drifting from the lounge. I know, Sonny. I know, she heard him say. I c- you can come around again as soon as. She's not in, I promise, Sally. She was a colleague of Neil's. He mentioned her name before, in fact. He'd been in a nine- night too. Two-night work trip with her around four months ago. It's hard. I know it's hard, baby, he went on. But we'll be together soon. Faye's chest felt like it might, it might cave in. She leant against a partition wall, her thoughts making her feel dizzy. Yeah, last Monday certainly was fun. He was saying now, why don't we do it again? She's working late at back next. Thursday, let's take a flyer. Spend all day in bed again. What's that? Oh, the matches, dear love. Don't worry. We'll get a new one. We'd better be careful next time, though. She might cotton on. I mean, don't get me wrong, babe. I love you, but you, when you're wild, maybe you should tone it down a bit, little. There was a t- as much as they could t- stomach. She rushed upstairs in the bathroom and emptied the rest of her stomach into the toilet bowl. At a sink, she splashed cold water to her face and decided she couldn't stand the thought of being under the same roof as Neil. Our bud ridden bed for a moment longer. She went to the spare room and took a hold from the cupboard and threw it in some cotton clean underwear which had been airing on the radiator. And threw in some clean underwear when airing on which had been airing on the radiator. A few qualities from the bathroom. That would do. She'd always bring herself in she couldn't bring herself to go into the main bedroom for another for overnight supplies, because that's where the bugs were. That's where Neil had shagged Sally. At the top of the stairs, she swung the hold over her shoulder and watched as Neil came out of the lounge in the hallway. She looked up and saw him and froze in shock. 
Faye, she's forced to smile. Hey, I didn't realise you was in. Oh, he eyed the holdalls suspiciously. Where are you off to? My folks for the night. Uncle Dave's up north. So he's ha- having a little family gathering. You don't mind, do you? Neil shook his head, looking round more relieved than he should have. No, that's a fine, dear. But your Uncle Dave, you didn't mention anything before. Faye rolled her eyes and puffed. I did. The other day, obviously, you were too engrossed in a football. You never listened to a bloody word I say. Neil looked sheepish as he stomped, she stomped down the stairs. I oh, honestly don't hear you, love. Didn't hear you, love. Well, I won't be back till tomorrow night. Ah, I thought you'd get bored of me without me. I'm sure I'll find something to do. He shrugged, trying to look nonchalant, but Faye could tell him his mind was already dancing with mischief. He leaned over to kiss her as he walked past. He turned her head to be caught on her on the cheek and said, Bye then, she said. Yeah, see you tomorrow night. Once outside, Faye called back to him. Oh, I forgot. I ordered a new mattress today. It's arriving around seven-ish. Are you in for it, one you? Neil lit, lies, face lit up. Yeah, yeah, of course, that's right. I'm not going anywhere. Great, I hope it's comfy enough for you. Oh, I'm sure it will be, he said, grinning. Faye flung her holder in the back of the car and sat in the driver's seat. She sat down hard on it. She bit, she bit her down hard on the lip to suppress tears at her building, tears of anger. She wondered how long her husband's bed-wrecking affair had been going on for. Her fists clenched tightly. Instead of going straight for her folks' home, she made a slight detour to sleep right via the speed bank. She then pulled outside. She was pleased to see the living room parked up. She banged on the shop door, and a few moments later, Maggie and Gordon came into view. Maggie looked worried, and Gordon looked irritated. Faye waved and flashed her friendliest of smiles, even though she felt physically sick. Just looking at a pair of them, she watched as Ma- Ma- Maggie and Gordon exchanged words. Then, bef- after arm-flapping and handshaking moments between two, Maggie walked towards the door and unlocked it. Evening, madam, is this everything all right? Oh, I hope I'm not bothering. I'm not being a bother, I'm facing. But I late discussed the treatment mattress I ordered yesterday, earlier. Maggie's eyebrows arched questioningly. It's already loaded into the van. The thing is, Faye interrupted, I'm not sure I'd be, I, I, I'd be, su- it'd be suitable anymore. At this, Gordon stormed over to join the two women at the door. And why won't we be suitable anymore, he demanded, his skinny face red and black eyes like coal, pieces of coal. Because I like an upgrade, Faye said, grinning. Oh, but I'm not sure Maggie began to say about before calling quiet, Faye reached into her home bag and pulled an envelope full of notes. I like it. I'll make it worth your while, she said. Ten minutes later, after a small amount of persuasion and a few threats, Faye was walking back out the door. Bed shopper, five hundred later, despite the fact she was now absolutely skint, the spring was definitely back in her step. She went to her folks' home house, telling them that she and Neil had a fight and he had been seeing and what someone else behind her back. We were full of sympathy, waiting on her, hand and foot all night. I made up her whole bed too, which was too big, which was big and comfy, and soft. But unbeknown to them, she slept on the floor. 
The next morning, Faye got dressed and went to work as usual. Then at five o'clock, she went home. Standing in the hallway, she pleased to find a house deathly quiet, as she hoped it would be. She went upstairs, crept along the lining, listening for noise along the way, just in case then pushed open the bedroom door. The first thing she noticed was trailer clothes on the green carpet, including a pair of lacy red knickers. They were almost certainly not hers. The second thing she noticed was the new mattresses, a bit of rain arrived just as arranged. Neil had even managed to put clean sheets on. Not that they were clean now, of course. Of what Faye could see of the white fabric, the bed legend was caked stiff with dry blood. It was covered with hundreds of what, of what looked like rivering pomegranate seeds, red bulging, sky shiny. From a small, safe distance over by the door, Faye marveled at how not one scrap of flesh or bone was left. Of Neil and Sally, just blood and some few clumps of the hair remained. She lit a cigarette and leant against the door jam, allowing herself to slide down to, so that her sitting on the floor next to one of Neil's socks. She nudged it with her foot and laughed, a mad sound she'd never heard before, but a sound she imagined she'd probably use again. Neil and Sally fucking in the trees, she sang. Both got eaten, wound, wound up, dead. After a few moments, she took one final drag of the cigarette and flicked it up onto the bed and watched, sat and watched. Eventually, flames began to lick the wallpaper, full the headboard and throbbing heat were blistered. A popping sound began to fill the room, accompanied by high speech screaming, squeaking noises. Faye wondered if the sound of the bedbug screaming or merely the sound of the gluttonous, blood-filled flesh stated buddies exploding in the heat. Either way, she didn't care. As soon as the bed, as soon as the bed was engulfed with orange hotness that made her own skin tight, she covered up Neil's and set his clothing from the floor, threw them into the flames before leaving. She took, looked at the photo of Neil on his bedside table and said, Night, night, love. Sleep tight.'